So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Nathan Reed Spruth And this is podcast episode 16 for August 9th, 2015 and with me to this week is no one, actually. Uh, it's just myself, so expect the podcast to be kind of short. Uh, I tried to get some people to come on, and, uh, you know, someone got sick, and then another two people are busy, you know, visiting family and doing stuff. So I have to kind of take the helms by myself, so let's hope this isn't a complete train wreck. Uh, so I'm going to start off talking about what I've been playing this last week, uh, I started off playing a little game called Arena of Fate that I played for just a little bit, just an hour or so, yesterday on Saturday. And that's a MOBA game, a uh, Mobile Online Battle Arena is what I believe it's called. Yeah. Uh, and what that is, is it's a alpha test right now where you get to play as various characters throughout history, uh, actually mythological characters. So you have beings like Fenrir. You also have Little Red Riding Hood, uh, Rasputin, you know, just a bunch of different th different people. And uh, it's actually pretty enjoyable. I've only played bot matches as I have no friends in the alpha or uh, closed beta test right now. So hopefully I'll be able to play some more custom or ranked games and maybe, you know, with actual people because right now they only have custom games open. Uh, if you want to see my gameplay footage of that I'll probably take it and put it on the website here pretty soon uh, I've also been playing a game called Rust with one of my friends named Larry and they actually wiped the servers and added out added some new features into it so it's pretty nice it's fun to play it's uh, it's it's again it's an early access so what that game is is just a basically a world simulation, like a survival simulation. So what we're trying to do is basically survive, build a house, and try not to get raided by other people. It's not too bad of a game. Uh, there are a few things I don't like, like that they wiped the servers and I had to restart, basically. Uh, and then I really haven't been playing much else other than that. I try to play some Borderlands with a friend, but... That friend doesn't really play video games as much as he should, <laughs> as I think he should. So I wasn't playing with him. So uh, I'm trying to stay with him at his level. So if I hop on that game, I'm not able to level up with him. Because if I hop on and get past the level he's at, then I won't be able to level up with him. So I'm kind of waiting until he's in the mood to play that game. Uh, if there are any games you'd like to watch me play on my stream at Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Reeton, just do me a favor, uh, you know, post a comment in this episode, or you can always, of course, go to Twitch and just comment on there, send me a direct message. There's also a contact form on my website, if you don't know, ReetonEntertainment.com, and you can comment there and it'll send me an email, and uh, I'll, at that point, I'll be able to you know, take into consideration what game you recommend. But let's get into the, some news stories. I only have about three here. Again, this is going to be probably a really short episode. I don't expect this to be more than 20 or 30 minutes, but I might get to rambling a bit. 
So a lot has happened this week with Gamescom going on. Gamescom was in, it's in Germany, and it's, you know, it's like E3 Electronic Entertainment Expo, but it's for Germany. So not many new things were announced. Uh, you know, they showed some more gameplay footage for some video games, and uh, they announced a few things, but Microsoft has announced that Halo Wars 2 is being released. Now, the original Halo Wars was made by Ensemble Studios, the same studio company who made the Age of Empires game, one of my favorite RTS games. And so Halo Wars was actually a really good game for the Xbox 360. Uh, it didn't have a huge fan base because it was a console RTS. Console RTS games aren't very you know well like they're they're kind of clumsy they're never you can't control them as well as you can with a keyboard and a mouse but halo wars 2 looks like it's going to be you know more of the same however it's going to be for the xbox one and the pc now what i find interesting is that a few weeks back i read that there might be some there might be mouse control for the xbox one coming in too coming into production where you can plug in a mouse to your xbox one and use it in certain video games so what i'm thinking is going to happen is halo wars 2 will most likely be one of those first games that allows you to actually plug in your mouse to the xbox one and play it like you would on a pc which makes a lot of sense now um, i know with the playstation 3 the i believe with the playstation 3 playstation 4 and Xbox One, you can always use a keyboard. You can plug in a keyboard there, so if you need to type up a message, you can type that up. I don't know if any of them have mouse control. Uh, there's some mods you can put on, but just straight out of the box, plugging a mouse in, I don't think it works. Maybe in the menus, but not in, not in a lot of games, because they're just designed to work with a controller. So adding in this mouse control can actually help it because you can say, oh, you know, I can play a game like I would at my, I, I would with my PC. So you might be able to have people plug those in and have a little bit of an edge because mouse and keyboard is more accurate than playing with, you know, a, a controller there. But going along with that, I'm not sure how the, I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but I do know that this is going to be hopefully a fun game. And I, I hope it's not the last because it was innovative for the time to put this type of game onto a console. You don't really see too many RTS games on consoles. I know back in Nintendo 64 era and, you know, PlayStation, they had like Warcraft games and Diablo on. And Diablo is not a real time strategy, but they had Warcraft games. They had Command and Conquer, you know, and a couple other games that they had put on two consoles and they didn't really translate that well over to the console halo wars was one of the first games that translated pretty well uh not perfect but it was definitely probably the best console rts that's been around so really hoping that this blows up and that it has keyboard support and mouse support and that we get a really good rts for the xbox one because that would make me probably get it for pc because i have a pc that can run it so i wouldn't get it for the xbox one but 
some other people might say, hey, I don't have that great of a PC. My, my mom and dad bought me an Xbox One. I really want to get into this RTS thing. Um, let me try this and see if my mouse and keyboard will help me out and play a little bit better than those other people online. Uh, the next story that I want to talk about is Fallout 4. Now, with Fallout 3 in, in New Vegas, and they had strict level limits. So when you start up Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas, bear with me, I might not get the numbers exactly right. I believe that when you first start it up without any of the DLC added on, you can get up to level 20. From there, uh, with some of the DLC added on, I believe you could get up to level 40, maybe 50, I'm not sure. Uh, because every like every expansion level do you up five you could get five uh, alternate levels so i believe you could get up to level 40 or 50 with fallout 3 and fallout new vegas and the end of fallout 3 if you just play through the game at the end of fallout 3 i'm going to put some spoilers here so if you want to skip past that's fine but the end of fallout 3 if you have none of the dlc you end up dying uh, with one of the storylines, you end up dying. With one of the, you have alternate endings. So one of the ending, the ending that I got was that my character died, and because of my character died, I would have to restart the game in order to play again, which I didn't like. And so with the DLC that they added on, they basically retcon that and made it so you didn't die, you just went into a coma, like Superman or something. And so you went into a coma, you wake up, and then you're able to play the game. Uh, with Fallout New Vegas, I believe you just live and you're able to play the game, but you know there's still that strict level limit. So once you reach level like 40, even with all the DLC, you're stuck there. You can still do things in the world, but you're not getting experience, you're not getting anything like that. Well, in response to this, Beth Bethesda... Game Studios responded on Twitter saying, To our fans who've asked, Fallout 4 doesn't end when the main character's story is over and there is no level cap. You can keep playing and leveling. So, what that means is you can play, you can get to level 200. Uh, it'll take forever, but you can get to level 200 in the game. You can get to, you know, you just keep playing and playing until you've seen all the content. And I'm sure there's hundreds upon hundreds of hours of content in that game. So I personally am very excited for this. I like games that don't really have an ending. I Well, I like and hate them. So the reason I like them is because it's fun. You know, I can go around, I can, I can hop in, I can do anything I want and know that, you know, there's still going to be something for me the next day. And that when I finish the story, it's just another part of a larger story. It's not going to be part of, you know, just a small enclosed capsule of a story like a lot of other games are still to this day. But on the other hand, I hate it because I have 80, I get ADD when it comes to video games. So I'll be rocking around and be like, ooh, a shiny thing, ooh, a shiny thing. So actually sitting down and saying, okay, I want to beat this game. Sometimes I just want to sit down and beat a game. I'll go, okay, I want to sit down and I want to beat this game. And I can't do it because I, you know, there's no way to really beat the game. You can beat the game in this game. In Fallout 4, you can beat the game. But that still doesn't mean you're done. There's no real way to 100% the game because there's always something else to do. You can get all the trophies. You can get all the achievements. 
but you're you can there's still stuff you can experience there's still stuff you can run into or or things you can do or people to save and that's the good and bad thing about fallout 4 that i'm seeing right now but i'm still super excited for this game i have pre-ordered the game and i'm really looking forward to it uh going along with fallout 4 this isn't something i this is not something i meant to i was going to cover but i i figure i'll i'll talk about it anyway uh i was reading earlier this week that fallout 4 they have what was called pip boys there's a thing that you put on your wrist you can slide your phone into it and you download an application on your phone that allows you to control certain menus and stuff inside the Fallout 4 game, which is pretty cool. Uh, however, they only had a limited quantity of Pip-Boys that they were able to sell. So once those sold out, you know, within the first few hours of it being up, the, the pre-order being up, and then they released another batch and those went away pretty quickly as well. Once those were gone, those are just gone forever. You're never going to be able to get a Pip-Boy for Fallout 4, so it's a very rare item. However, uh, somebody, of course, online found a way to 3D print a Pip-Boy. So he basically just designed it in a 3D print program and decided, hey, I'm going to 3D print this Pip-Boy. And I'll release it to the internet. For, so if anyone has a 3D printer or a friend with a 3D printer, they can 3D print a Pip-Boy and, you know, slide their phone into it and, you know, play the game that way, which is awesome. And I won't be doing this. I don't have a 3D printer. I could have a friend at work do it for me, but I'm really, I don't really care that much. I like, I like the idea of having a Pip-Boy, but on the other hand, it's, it, if it was just a Pip-Boy that was a Pip-Boy that was actually fully functional, came with its own thing, its own screen and everything, that'd be great. I would be way into it. But the way that they have it, it's basically just a phone skin. So you, a case for your phone. You put your phone into this case, you download the application, you start up the application, and then, you know, you, you use it as a, like a smartwatch basically, but you have a, your whole phone in there. So, uh, you know, if you if you want to, I will find that. It'll take me a little bit. I'll find that and I'll put it in a link below the um, what I'm what I'm doing here right now. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is a, it's kind of a different thing than I normally talk about because I don't normally talk about things other than video games. I like video games. I like wrestling, and that's about it. That's that's all I know. Like other things I'm not really quite sure about but I do know a little bit about phones as I previously worked for a phone company and let me just read this Verizon is well let me tell you about it then I'll read a little bit about it so Verizon is changing their phones right now in basically in response to how T-Mobile's handling their phones and uh, you know all these smaller cell phone companies like the one I worked at Consumer Cellular uh, you know, they're changing the, the way that they are selling their phones. So they have a new structure. So the new structure has you paying $20 for each phone per line, obviously. So per month or whatnot, $20 a month. Uh, $10 for a, if you have a tablet and a hotspot. Um, $5 for every smartwatch on your plan, as well as one of Verizon's four data buckets. 
you get one gigabyte of data for $30 a month, three gigabytes of data for $45 a month, six gigabytes of data for $60 a month, and 12 gigabytes of data for $80 a month. So if you have one, if you have one phone with if you have one phone with 12 gigs of data, it would be 80, or it'd be $100. Uh, I personally don't use it, it, that much data on mine, but that's that's that. So any data overage on your bucket limit will cost you 15 gigs per gigabyte. So what that means is, say you have the one gigabyte plan for 30 bucks, you're paying $50 a month. You have one phone for $20 plus the 30 gigabyte. I'm sorry, the $30 one gigabyte plan. That will be $50, and then you say you use two gigs, that will raise it up to $65 because you have a there's an overage charge if you go over. Whew. Okay, so the company is also doing away with offering discounted phones and a two-year service agreement. So you don't have a two-year contract anymore, um, which is good. The company... Uh, so basically, instead, consumers are expected to either pay for a new device up front. So instead of you know getting a getting a phone at a deeply discounted price like two hundred dollars as opposed to five hundred, but you have to be with the company for two years, they're making it so that you can you just pay for the the phone up front, or you have the cost amortized. I don't know why they use that word. Basically, you pay for it over a set period. Intact on a monthly bill, normally it's about two years, a year or two. So say you have a $500 phone, that price of that phone is taken, divided by how many months you're going to pay for it, let's say 24, and then you just pay on top of your bill that extra 25 or $30. I think that this is a good move for Verizon. In my opinion, Verizon has always been a little bit too expensive as opposed to other companies like the one that I was with, which was, you know, relatively inexpensive compared to Verizon or or T-Mobile even. Uh, or AT&T. AT&T is really, really expensive now. So I like that they're changing the wireless plans. Of course, with Verizon, there's something called grandfathered plans. Same thing with AT&T. Uh, T-Mobile used to have them. I'm not sure if they still do. I don't think they do. Or I do think they still have uh, grandfathered plans, but they usually try to get you out of it some way. Now, what a grandfathered plan is, is an old plan. Say you went in there, like T-Mobile back in the day had like unlimited, you know, talk, text, and data. Unlimited. And, you know, you paid $45, $50 a month for that. Well, they really wanted people to not have that plan because that ends up not getting them as much money in the long run. So what they would do is somebody would call in and they'll be like, oh, you're on this plan. Well, we can, if we get you a new phone, we're going to have to sign you up for a new plan or something similar to that. So I don't like that. Uh, that's kind of shady because you're saying, hey, you know, you signed up for this plan, it's supposed to be on this plan forever. I know it's not costing you a lot of money, but we're going to try to screw you over as, as hard as we can, which sucks. It really, really sucks for them, for for the people who, you know, they, they just wanted to call in and get a new phone. Their phone was broken or something. So I'm really 
kind of happy that Verizon is doing this change. I do think that the overage limit is a little much. $15 for a gigabyte is a bit much, in my opinion. Uh, paying $30 for one gigabyte of data. Now I'm going to presume that these plans are... Um, I'm going to presume that they're unlimited talk and text. Again, I can't tell you for sure. You're going to have to take a look. It doesn't say anything about that. But I'm going to presume it's unlimited talk and text, and you pay for the data on top of that. So... Uh, let me just read. Uh, it's August 13th is when uh, the service will be changed. So if you sign up for something after August 13th, 2015, that's when. So August 13th, I believe that is Thursday of next week. Yes, Thursday of next week. So if you're already a Verizon customer and maybe this is looking better i would go on call up verizon on thursday and say hey i heard about these new plans can you explain them to me would i end up paying less money every month as opposed to paying more money maybe you can get a little bit of uh, a reprieve on your cell phone bill and you know really that's all i've had to talk about this week i don't really have again no one's here to talk to me so it's just me talking for 20 minutes but i do thank you for for listening if you were listening and i do thank you um for visiting my website if you're there at reentertainment.com uh we're switching over some hosting right now so if you notice the website goes down uh don't worry about it it'll only take a small moment to switch over to the new website so basically i what I did before was I was using a different hosting company that was pretty bad. <laughs> it was it was pretty awful. And, you know, the website wasn't loading fast. It was loading really, really, really slow. And I was like, okay, I need to change this. And so we made it. My And my friend, Aroa, he's been on the podcast before quite a few times. Aroa decided he was going, or I asked Aroa to take a web server that we had um, through a company called Cloud at Cost, and basically rejigger that into a web host. So we we turn that into a web host, and it works okay most of the time. However, sometimes it does have the periods where somebody else is using a lot of data because it is a shared hosting. So somebody else was using a lot of data and ended up making it so it wasn't that great on our servers. Um, so, you know, you'd go there and you'd, you'd try to load up the page and it would take half a minute to load up the page. And that's not good. So I searched for new hosting and I decided, hey, I'm going to go with GoDaddy. And because they were offering a pretty good deal and I know that their service is pretty top notch. So I'm going with GoDaddy and it's switching over. Right now I'm switching over the domain, which can take up to seven days. And it looks like they're going to take as long as possible to switch over from the old service. So what I'm, what I'm hoping is that it'll switch over by Tuesday, I believe. The domain will switch over, so you might notice a little bit of downtime on Tuesday if you try to visit the site before I'm able to actually get the domain active. But it's basically going to be the same experience, and you're just be, it's going to be a little bit faster. So that's what we're looking forward to there. 
Remember, you can follow me on Twitch as well, twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. You can also follow me on SoundCloud, which is awesome if you do. I have a couple people following me on SoundCloud. You can also go and rate and comment on, actually, you can rate me five stars on iTunes, the Reeton Entertainment Podcast. You can also follow on there. So if you have an iDevice, an iWatch, an iPod, an iMac, and you know you have itunes on your pc anything like that you can go there you can say hey i want to follow reeton and i want to listen to his podcasts when they come out then when i post the podcast onto soundcloud you automatically get it downloaded onto your device of your choice and be able to listen to me on your drive to work and that's about it today it's been about 25 minutes of me blathering away but i do thank you for listening to uh the Reet and Entertainment Podcast, and I will see you guys next week, hopefully with actual ho- uh, with a co-host, because that would be nice. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Goodbye.